All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. We've got a great show for you. Really, this week has been dominated by the coverage of the case in New York with Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and all the things that we thought were going to happen didn't happen. President Trump ended the week not being arrested, not being indicted. But Michael Cohen ended the week as someone on offense, and he ended the week as someone mortally wounded by his own statements which were being used against him. He has been on multiple sides of this extraordinary debate. And now things he said years ago and wrote years ago are being compared to things he's saying now. Huge credibility gap you heard earlier in the week. Alan Dershowitz on this show say, hey, I wouldn't put Michael Cohen on the stand at all if I'm the prosecutors, which makes the case really hard for prosecutors to potentially make. But with all that going on, and plus the revelation over the last couple of days at Stormy Daniels, The porn star signed two letters declaring that she never had a relationship with Donald Trump, that the whole affair thing was bogus from the beginning. That cuts into the whole storyline as well. We thought we'd start today off with a really great guest, somebody that's in the thick of this debate, President Trump's lead attorney in the New York case, Joe Tacopino, is going to join us at the top of this show today, and he's going to tell us what's going on. I think he has a lot to say about what's true, what's false, what we know. Has the president gotten a target notification? Is there really a case to be made? Those are all very important questions that we need to tackle, and I I think you're going to get that at the top of the order today with Joe Tacopino. We're really excited about that. Then we're going to take you to Texas, where tomorrow night President Trump will be speaking in Waco, Texas. Uh, Liz Harrington, President Trump's national spokeswoman, his press secretary, will be joining us in the second block to tell us what can we expect there. What has the president been thinking about all that has happened this week? Liz Arrington will bring us to speed on that. And then there was a dramatic hearing Thursday in Congress. It predated by one day the vote yesterday, Friday, to approve a parent's bill of rights in Congress. Republicans passed that along party lines mostly. And before that vote occurred, there was an incredible hearing in the weaponization subcommittee where parents who were targeted as domestic terrorists because they simply went to a school board to raise questions about their children's education. Well, 
they got a chance to tell their story. And the Republicans on the committee got a chance to tell what they learned in their investigation, which is U.S. attorneys around this country said Merrick Garland's request to treat parents as domestic terrorists, to open criminal or terrorism investigations, had no basis in evidence. It was not justified. It did not meet the predicate rules. Now, as we know, Attorney General Merrick Garland has apologized and pulled back from that. But the fact that career prosecutors in Biden administration appointees, U.S. attorneys were appointed by President Biden, all thought this was wrong, unjustified, was powerful testimony. Well, during that hearing, a very well-known mom spoke up and gave some pretty dramatic testimony. She put the emotion into what parents went through when they were targeted as domestic extremists. Tiffany Justice, one of the founders of Moms for Liberty, she's going to join us and tell us what went on in that hearing. Amanda and I had a great conversation with her. So we've got a great show. We're going to start off with Alvin Bragg's investigation in New York. Joe Tacopina, the lawyer for President Trump, the lead lawyer in that case, he's going to join us. We're going to break a little bit of news on that. We're going to shift over to Liz Harrington to get a rundown and skinny on what President Trump is going to speak at tonight in Waco. And then we'll finish up with Tiffany Justice, one of the key witnesses in the hearing on weaponization of law enforcement against everyday American parents. Tiffany Justice will join us then. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll have Joe Tacopina up next. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. 
We're very lucky to be joined tonight by President Trump's lead attorney in that case in New York. Joe Tacopine is, is joining us right now. Joe, great to have you on the show, sir. Thanks, John. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for having me. I know you've been working day and night, a lot of stuff going on here. I want to just start with some process stuff because it's always important to know where a case is. Normally when someone's in, in risk of being indicted, there's a thing called a target notification. You're likely to be indicted, prosecutors tell you. Have you received anything like that from Alvin Bragger's team? No, I mean, we're sort of in the dark at this point and we're just waiting for the process to play out. Um, you know, I'm still hopeful that um, justice will prevail and, and, and common sense will get the better someone inside that office but until and unless that happens we're just waiting for news like everyone else's yeah for sure <laughs> which is a crazy place to be in as the attorney representing a former president obviously there are so many things about this case uh and this entire situation that are unprecedented what do you what do you make of the timing aspect i want to ask a secondary question related to what john asked because we had initially heard president trump truthed out that it was going to happen on tuesday and from what we heard from inside uh that office da bragg was was ready to pull the trigger but then it seems like and i don't know maybe it's just alvin bragg being petty but once president trump put that out there on social media he said no 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 we can't let him be right we're going to have to push this back so therefore do you expect it to come next week so that president trump isn't right again you know amanda i'm i'm still hopeful that based on the recent developments the 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 new information and new testimony and evidence that came out against michael cohen that puts the absolute lie to a already convicted perjurer and liar um, you know, uh, which shouldn't be a surprise. And it's what happens when you, you get in bed with, with dogs, you get fleas sometimes. Um, and, and so I don't think it's something to expect, uh, you know, that it's going to happen next week or the week after or whenever. I mean, we're waiting, but, but I, I still hold out hope that Alan Bragg is true to his former statement, which was once he said to one of his prosecutors that he can't envision a world in where he makes a case um, off the word of Michael Cohen. And, and you know, it, that's the way it should be. Prosecutorial discretion is very important here. And to date, I've never seen, quite frankly, my 32 years practicing, including as a prosecutor, I've never seen um, this level of abuse of prosecutorial discretion in my life. Yeah, it really is extraordinary. And people from all different political spectrums have said that on this show the last yep. couple of weeks. We really, really, it is really remarkable. Uh, there's some important witnesses here, right? Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen would be very important witnesses if this were to be the case. Stormy Daniel has two, if, if, if to be believed, two statements where she said the affair didn't even ever happen. There never was a relationship. Right. And then you've got uh, Michael Cohen against Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen in 2018 saying, president didn't know. I kept his secret. Uh, it, uh, the, I know of no wrongdoing by the president. And then the Michael Cohen that did the MSNBC tour the last couple of weeks. How important are the contemporaneous statements and uh, writings of 2018 to this case? Uh, uh, devastating for the prosecution. I mean, understand, I don't even think Stormy Daniels is a witness in this case. She didn't testify before the grand jury. Right. For what we understand, according to her lawyer. Um, and she's really not a material witness in this case. This is a case that's based on whether or not there was a campaign uh, finance law violation or not. And if there, I tell you with certainty there was not. It's not just me, but it's former chairman of the FEC, Bradley Smith, and others who have come out, other members of the FEC who have come out and said, there's no violation here. So I don't think Stormy Daniels is even a, an important witness or maybe even a witness at all. But regardless of that, even if she is, you're right, there are contemporaneous uh, statements of hers from 2018 where she's denying there was an affair or, or, or anything. But again, that is not that important. What's important is 
whether or not there was an obligation to report any civil settlement. Understand this. This is how simple John Amanda's is. This was a, a civil settlement, one of those that happen every day in New York City or any other city in this country where you have a, a resolution of a civil claim, okay? Um, and, and that claim is done by a lawyer. In this case, it was done by Michael Cohen. And according to Michael Cohen's statements, he did it on his own accord without the president's knowledge just to resolve and because he deemed himself the president's protector at the time and he wanted very badly to be uh, in the White House and part of his his team is in a circle. Um, and, and so, you know, th that's what matters, whether or not this was done for purposes of, of the campaign or not. And the answer to that question is a resounding no. It was done with personal funds, not campaign funds, not like John Edwards years ago. Right. And more importantly, the key test here is, was that payment made or expenditure made irrespective of the campaign? Would it have been made irrespective of the campaign? The answer to that question is certainly yes. This was regarding a, uh, something that would have been a personal embarrassment to the president and his family from over a decade ago, um, which he vehemently denies. Um, but still, just the, the allegation being put out there would have been personally embarrassing. That's why this was resolved. And that's why it was done with personal funds, not campaign funds. And that's why there was no tax deduction taken. And that's why this was not the, the campaign didn't didn't have any part in this resolution. As Michael Cohen had said previously, as he said on the oath, and as he said to the FEC in a new letter that surfaced only two days ago yeah. from uh, his then law firm, his second law firm, um, McDermott, which is one of the biggest firms in the country, um, that they wrote a letter to the Federal Exchange, uh, um, Federal Election Commission, um, that basically said, in some in substance, this was not done for the campaign. I did it. I was not even reimbursed. Um, so, you know, the, those statements are devastating because if he's going to come with a new story now in, in hopes to promote and sell his book, which he's been, you know, obviously talking about how great his book is doing ever since he's doing his daily press conference outside of the, the grand jury room. Um, you know, it's, there's such a motive. And more importantly, you know, there's no crime that fits the law here. And that's what's important. The facts do not make out a crime under campaign finance law at all. And that's the end of this case, which is why I keep asking the question, why are we here? The only obvious answer yeah. to that would be we're here because of a, a, a weaponization of the justice system, a weaponization of the prosecutor's office, which is something we don't do in this country. Or we didn't do in this country and we should never do in this country. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, and Joe, I, I think there's a larger conversation to be had about whether DAs should be elected positions. But the fact remains that DAs in today's day and age in 2023 seems that many of them are more like politicians than they are officers or agents of sure. the law. So I understand that Alvin Bragg is being pressured by Democrats. He ran on a campaign of getting Trump. But from a legal perspective, isn't it worse to proceed and lose? You know, from a, a, a ethical perspective, if you don't have a case, you shouldn't proceed. Right. But if you want to convince yourself or appease your, your financiers um, that you should proceed and then you lose, yes, it's worse. It's, it's a legacy that will be stained forever. And it'll, you know, embolden the supporters of Donald Trump to say, you know, in fact, he was right when he said they're weaponizing the justice system against him. And look, something extraordinary happened in the last week. Aside from all those lawyers coming forward, putting the lie to Michael Cohen, what else happened that was extraordinary was that Congress, the, the House uh, Judicial Oversight Committee, led by, by James Jordan, sent a, a pretty tough letter to the district attorney's office demanding testimony and document. 
And so we'll see where that ends up. But this is all a first for me. I mean, that's all a first for all of us, by the way. Um, and it's something that, that we just don't need in this country at this time. Yeah. You said something I think is really important faction. I don't think a lot of people understand this from the case. When Robert Mueller looked at it, when the federal prosecutors in Southern District of New York looked at it, Federal Election Commission looked at it, Cy Vance looked at it. There is no evidence that anyone in the campaign was consulted, knew about it, talked about it. If this was a campaign thing, you think you would have told your campaign manager, campaign spokesperson, you would have had a lot of communications. Uh, as far as you know, is there any communication that the campaign knew this payment was being made? No, and there was no obligation to let them know because it was a personal expenditure, That's right. which is why he didn't pay with it, look, if this was a campaign expense. He could have paid with campaign funds. Why would he take money out of his own pocket? That's right. These were for legal services. That was what the invoice came across as. It wasn't just this um, that that he took out Cohen took out a home equity loan on and 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 paid it off. And then what he did was he put together a bill that included a lot of the things, including money he had forwarded or or loaned on his behalf. Um, and 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 other legal services for other work being done and, and bonuses and tax money and all this other stuff. And it turned out to be over $400,000. In that $400,000 was that $130,000 payment he made to Stormy Daniels. Um, and it was invoiced as legal services and it was paid as legal services, personally by Donald Trump. What should he have put in his personal ledger? Uh, payment for hush money so <laughs> Stormy Daniels doesn't make an allegation against me in the uh, newspaper? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, put that in the ledger. It was a, a legal fee, legal services. And that's how it was invoiced. And that's what he wrote. But more yeah. importantly, it was and personal funds. There's no obligation to report. And it wasn't on campaign funds. And why are we here still exactly? Wow. What an interview that was with Joe Tacopina. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we got another good one. Liz Harrington, the national spokesperson for President Trump, will join the show. She'll tell us what to expect tonight in Waco right after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. 
You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Welcome back, America. Our next guest is the national spokeswoman for President Donald Trump and joins us now to talk about his upcoming rally in Texas, his rise in the polls against DeSantis and many more, and of course, all of the talk about an indictment in New York. Joining us right now, our good friend, Liz Harrington. Great to have you back on the show, Liz. Hey, John. Hey, Amanda. Good to be with you. It is good to have you here. Uh, Let me start with an interesting dynamic. The more the Democrats come up with these criminal investigations, and they're all going on, Georgia, New York, wherever else they are, uh, Washington, D.C., the more the president rises in the polls, it seems as though he's on a comeback. I just saw a favorability rating above 50 percent, which, by the way, is the opposite of where Joe Biden is. What's going on in the polls right now? Well, it really is everything you need to know of why they're going after him so hard with these sham investigations everywhere you mentioned. I mean, it's because they cannot stop him. And the more they go after President Trump unjustly, the more the people see what's going on and they demand equal justice. So it's not surprising that the polls will continue to rise. But unfortunately, this seems to be their only play these politicized witch hunts the perversion of justice. They know they can't beat Donald J. Trump and stop our political movement justly, fairly, and at the ballot box. So they have to try every other which way to stop him. And it's obvious the American people have seen through it for a very long time, and none of that those facts are going to change. Yeah. Liz, I wanted to ask you about the timing of this. Um, I mean, Alvin Bragg ran on basically getting Trump. We were just talking to uh, Alan Dershowitz about that. But the timing also seems interesting to me because you've got uh, chairman of committees in the House who are uncovering some pretty interesting things about Hunter Biden and his connection to Joe Biden and, and foreign business dealings. You have our our financial system on the brink of insolvency. I, I saw a figure earlier, uh, $600 billion in unrealized losses here among U.S. banks. What is the timing about all that, say to you? Well, I think it all kind of plays together. And like I mentioned, they really have no other choice. I think their calculation is they have to stop President Trump before the primary. I mean, they see where the polls are going. They know that he's the undisputed front runner, but they also know that they'll lose to him in the general election unless they do massive cheating like they did in 2020. So they're really they're running out of time. Uh, because once you get into next year, President Trump wins the primary, they're not going to have much time to try to get rid of our movement. So I think that's what it is. I, I think they are desperate. There's a lot of truth coming out about the Biden crime family. There's a lot of truth that will come out in these investigations in the House. And so they're trying to stop the only real threat to them of holding illegitimate power, which is Donald J. Trump. And it is the Make America Great Again movement. So some people think that maybe Alvin Bragg just wants the mugshot, right? He can get that. And then if the case falls apart, he doesn't care. 
Tell us what happens to the base, the Republican Party, the center of this country, if this uh, charge comes forward. Does, what happens to Donald Trump's support if this indictment comes down later this week? Well, I think it goes through the roof even higher than it is, which is already historically high. But I think you're right, John. I think they want propaganda. I mean, this is what third world nations do. Uh, they drum up fake false charges against their number one political opposition. And then they do it all for propaganda and to try to destroy their opposition. We've already seen them do it. They've done it from January 6, imprisoning their political opponents um, under false pretenses in many cases. I mean, they've, put, they've weaponized the justice system. They perverted it so much uh, that this is a continuation of that. But make no mistake, if they do this on such an illegitimate uh, charge, they're crossing a Rubicon that cannot be uncrossed. They are trying to destroy our nation, and we cannot let that happen. That's why President Trump is calling for everyone to come together uh, to stand against this, to protest this illegitimate perversion of justice, because this is election interference. The amazing thing is, and it's not just happening in New York. It's not just Alvin Bragg. It's in Atlanta. It's in D.C. with Jack Smith. None of these are legitimate investigations, none of them, but they're doing it to try to shut down their political opponents. So it's so important that we band together and say this cannot happen in the United States of America. And I know the American people are with us and that's exactly what they'll do. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they're so scared of. Um, I wanted to ask you, these last few months, we have seen President Trump put out some very disciplined messaging with respect to policies, whether it's on True Social or videos that he's put out. And he's got this Waco, Texas rally coming up this weekend that we will be covering here on Real America's Voice. What do you expect for him to outline? Is it going to be similar to some of these policy prescriptions that we've seen? Oh, absolutely. He has put out so much substance, so much forward thinking uh, proposals that our country desperately needs because they are turning us into a third world nation, but we know it does not have to be that way. And President Trump has put out vision after vision to make America great again, whether it's on trade, whether it's on education, which he laid out in Iowa. Uh, today, he, he put out new plans on how to restore the American dream when it comes to housing, because we know the attack on the suburbs that the Biden regime is planning uh, will absolutely destroy everyone's hopes of ever having owning a single family home. I mean, they want it to be you'll own nothing and you'll be unhappy because that's the direction that they're going down. So President Trump, he's always been for the average American. He's always been uh, to make America great again. So he's going to lay that out in Waco. And last time he was in Texas, there were 87,000 people who showed up at one of our rallies. I expect it to be even bigger uh, this weekend. And I, I, we can't wait. We need to hear from President Trump to lay out this vision at such a terrible, terrible time for our country, uh, we need his, his future forward-looking plans that will make us great. Yeah, such an important uh, moment in our national conversation. Uh, we got about a minute left, uh, Liz. I want to just ask about this real quickly. Uh, the mood in Mar-a-Lago. A lot of people think with all this on and all, everyone's down spirit. But everyone I talk to in Mar-a-Lago seems upbeat. They're excited. Even people like DeSantis and Ramaswamy are setting up and defending their competitor in the race. Uh, what is the state of mind in Mar-a-Lago? we got about a minute left. President Trump is doing great. Uh, everyone is doing great because they know he's done nothing wrong. Uh, they know this is just more election interference. The amazing thing is what they're accusing him on these fake charges in New York of a campaign finance, some sort of a 
uh, disclosure violation, which is total nonsense. That's exactly what they're doing. All of these sham investigations are in-kind donations to the Democrat Party. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. And so we see the truth for what it is. We see this nonsense for what it is. And we're not deterred. President Trump, he's going to continue to fight because he has to, because the country's at stake uh, and he is the leader of the America First movement. All right, folks, don't move a muscle. When we come back, one of the moms, the super moms, a lot of people call Tiffany Justice, who testified at the hearing this week, talked about the weaponization of law enforcement, the targeting of parents at school board meetings, the FBI being asked to consider them as domestic terrorists when they were no such thing. Tiffany Justice from Moms Are Liberty is going to be here. She's going to tell us what she testified to, what it was like, what went on. And that hearing, of course, set up the vote yesterday, a day later, for Congress to pass, at least the House to pass, new legislation establishing a federal Parents' Bill of Rights. We'll have that right after this next message. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest has been working hard to restore the very rights that mothers and fathers earn when they become parents. Tiffany Justice is the co-founder of Moms for Liberty and testified in front of Congress today at a hearing titled Free Speech, the Biden administration's chilling of parents' fundamental rights. Tiffany, uh, you know, for my audience over there on the East Coast, if they felt a little bit of extra heat today, I know the source of that heat was you over on Capitol Hill. <laughs> Talk to us today about you lighting up the DOJ. Yeah, we brought the truth today to, to the Judiciary Committee. It was a subcommittee, the Constitution and Limited Government Committee. And, you know, I just got up and I expressed the concerns of parents from around the country. They, uh, we were asked, did the Biden administration's actions chill speech? And I said, yes, 100 percent. It absolutely did. Yeah, an amazing moment. And uh, a couple of days as a prelude to this, uh, Tiffany, we had a report from the House Judiciary Committee that showed that every U.S. attorney in the United States found no reason to have opened this domestic terrorism case in the first place. It really was a ruse from the beginning, a political ruse, knowing that the line prosecutors, even though pressured by the Justice Department, ultimately came back and told the truth, which is there was no reason we don't be, we shouldn't be doing this. Some measure of reward knowing that there are people in the career field down from you that maybe did the right thing here. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think we saw a lot of people, agents in the field, uh, a lot of law enforcement that said that there was no need for this level of concern and intervention by the government. I think it was really telling today to see that a lot of the Democrats weren't there. Cori Bush, I don't know where she was. And then when the Democrat members were talking about this issue, they didn't want to talk about what actually had happened and what had occurred with the FBI and this intervention on, on parents. They wanted to talk about book banning, which, you know, I tried to engage in conversation about that, but that conversation was disingenuous too. It's amazing. And you know, Tiffany, we, we've had you on this show many, many times over the last year, year and a half or so. And you were one of the first people to come out and start talking about the war on parents and parental rights. And my, how things have changed. It seems to me that there has been a multi-pronged approach. It's come from the state level, the local level, the federal level, at least for Republicans now that they have the majority in the House. Talk to us about how this war has changed. During COVID, I think there were parents in this country that were wondering if they even still had fundamental parental rights. And in fact, they do. These are not rights the government gives you. They're not rights that they can take away. And so, yes, absolutely. I think things have changed. I think politicians have seen this as an issue that they need to be concerned about. These policies are affecting families. And, you know, parents and voters are saying this is what's important to us. And unless you make better policies, we're going to find someone else to serve in office. So I think that it's a good sign that we're talking about parental rights and education in America today, two topics that have been really overlooked over the past 20 years. Yeah, they have. We've taken them for granted, and other people decided to start taking them away for us. That's one of the big problems we face. Uh, Tiffany, I want to ask you about this because it comes up a lot in, when I'm talking to parents in the field. It seems like over the last year, school boards are trying to do more and more to prevent parents from being able to speak at school board meetings, another form of that backhanded censorship. Are you seeing that? And what are some of the effective tools that parents have uh, taken try to fight back in a, in, a, in a way that is actually effective. We have seen school boards over the past three years, I would say, take a lot of effort. You know, mics being cut, citizen input being changed down from three minutes to one minute or not at all, or lottery systems to be able to attend school board meetings. Um, so yes, there have been a lot of actions taken. Parents are, are speaking up and they're having their voices heard and they're sending letters and they're going to the media and they're doing interviews and they're making what's happening known. And I think that alone is really changing. It's putting pressure on school boards to do their job, which is to listen to their constituents and to allow citizens to be able to address their representative government. That's good conversations are what's going to bring this country forward. Tiffany, there are a number of organizations out there who give um, political candidates ratings on things like their fiscal conservatism, their immigration policy, social policies. It seems to me that because parental rights has become such a huge issue for parents across America, maybe we need a rating system for candidates going into next year. What do you think? I don't think that's a bad idea. I think, you know, our chapters are absolutely keeping a list and checking it twice when they go to the ballot box. At Moms for Liberty, we have a parent pledge that we ask candidates and elected officials to take. You can check that out on our website. It's a very simple pledge that says that the, the candidate or the elected official will respect fundamental parental rights. Vivek Ramaswamy just signed it at CPAC uh, a couple weeks ago, and we were excited. He's the first presidential candidate to sign it, and we hope every elected candidate will pledge to respect the fundamental rights of parents. That's yeah, important. All right, I'm going to make my web developer just pass out when he hears this. I'm going to make an uh, audible call here. If you get that guide, we'll put it on Just the News so that every time someone looks up a candidate, they'll see the rating on parental rights. That'll be an easy thing to do. All right, Tiffany, I want to ask you about something that a lot of political strategists have been talking about behind the scenes. Uh, several states have passed laws to enshrine parental rights at the legal level. 
But there's always a fear that, you know, change in, in ownership in the, in the legislature could get that reversed. Is there a good idea or is there a good reason to try to get ballot initiatives so that parental rights are enshrined in states' constitutions, which are a lot harder to amend after the fact? No, we love the idea of, of having parental rights enshrined in straight state constitutions. We've worked very, very hard to have parental rights addressed and recognized at the most local level. So that's through a resolution process at the school board, but also at the state level. There are 13 states right now that have parents' bills of rights going through committee. And that is just a testament to parents making their voices heard. So parents need to know you are absolutely making a difference. Tiffany, we've just got about a minute left. I wanted to ask you, you know, you, you look at the polling as far as what parents in America feel about their children and any type of gender ideology uh, being taught in the classroom. We had Stephen Miller on from America First Legal talking about a case that he t he's taken out of New Jersey representing parents uh, who were not allowed to consent to their children learning things about like gender identity, gay marriage, things like that. Uh, but yet you have Democrats in Congress who continue to go in the opposite direction. Where, where, how is that happening? How do they just ignore their voters and still get elected? I'm not really sure, but I think it's only a matter of time. These issues are not partisan issues. Uh, it, it being, uh, parental rights are not a Democrat issue. It's not a Republican issue. This is a parent issue. And free speech is an issue for all Americans to be concerned about. So I really think this is an issue that can bring people together across the country, across political lines, across racial lines, religious lines. All of the differences that we have fall away when we're talking about our kids and how important they are to the mm -hmm. future of this country. That's right. Well, Tiffany, if we had been on Capitol Hill today in that hearing, we would have given you a standing ovation. We are so appreciative of your time and the energy that you have devoted to restoring parental rights and installing renewed hope in our education system. So thank you so much for all you do and for being here tonight. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for joining in. A big thank you to Joe Takapina, Tiffany Justice, Liz Harrington, three great guests, all of them really busy, and yet they took such valuable time to hang out with us at Just the News, at uh, John Solomon Reports, and of course, at the Just the News No Noise television show. Hey, before we go, uh, a lot of people have asked me about this, and we just had our most recent town hall, so it really matters. We have a club at the Just the News family called the Just the News VIP Subscriber Club. And we created this to raise additional money. We take every dollar that comes into this and we go and hire more reporters and editors so we can process all of the whistleblowers, all the people who are coming to us with evidence of wrongdoing and check it out, see if it's true or not. If it's true, we report it. If it's wrong, we dismiss it. We're in an effort. We want to hire four or five more reporters and editors over the next year. We feel like we've got way more whistleblowers coming to us and we have reporters to process them. I'm up to the hilt with everything I can do. Our enterprise team that includes Greg Piper and Nick Jeevis and Nick Ballacy and Natalia Middlestat all up to their ears and stuff. I want to get a couple more people to go and start talking to all of these incredible whistleblowers. So here's what you do. If you want to help out or you know someone that wants to help out, have them go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. For $4.99 a month, you can join the subscriber club or $44.99, you get a discount. If you do it at the yearly rate, you will get a ad-free experience on the website. No autoplay videos, no advertisements, just simple reading, clean and simple, whether you're on the app or on the website. And once a month, you'll get to join the Just the News VIP Club Town Hall. 
And at the town hall, every month, we answer your questions. I spend an hour, 90 minutes. We go around the horn and you guys ask questions and I try to answer them for you. It's one of my favorite moments of the month. It's an opportunity where I become a better journalist because I hear from you, the readers and the family members of the Just the News, John Solomon Reports family. So if you want to help out, help us get a few reporters, do me a favor, please go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Go subscribe, $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. It's less than a good dinner at a good restaurant for the whole year. You'll get an ad-free experience every day on the website or on the app and a very special once a month meeting with me. It's a town hall. We call it the Just the News VIP town hall. Only subscribers get to come and they get to ask questions for an hour or two. It's a really great moment. It's something that we can say thank you to you in return for helping us raise money to get some more reporters. So if you want to do that, justthenews.com slash subscribe. Go check it out today. Thank you for joining us. Hey, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to come back on Sunday, do this again. We've got a great Sunday lineup, starting with Congressman Austin Scott, one of the members of the House Intelligence Committee. He's got some big news to break on the show. He's going to tell you Republicans are about to make a major change if they renew a key element of the Patriot Act to better protect Americans' privacy and civil liberties. You're going to want to hear that. Bill O'Reilly, one of the greatest journalists, one of the great TV hosts in all of American history. He's going to be here to talk to us about what he thinks is going on in Washington, in the world. Congressman Brian Stile, the chairman of the House Administration Committee, he's got some news about the January 6th investigation. Tim Stewart, the head of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, he's going to join us. And then we're going to finish up with two great guests. Carrie Lake responding to the extraordinary news that her election case has been restored by the Arizona Supreme Court, sent it back to the lower court to consider whether there were violations of the signature matching laws for early absentee ballots in Arizona. That's a big thing. Kara Lake's going to give us her reaction. And then we're going to finish up with Natasha Owens, a rising country star whose song, Trump Won, has soared to the number one song in the country, in the charts, on Apple, iTunes. You're going to want to hear from her. And we're going to play her song at the end of the show. So what a great deal. We'll have that on Sunday. Don't go anywhere for a great weekend. Sunday brunch edition. We got a lot of fun coming. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.